0: Should you get going?
1: Yeah, go on then.
2: The drop back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, Joe Costanzo, and Sam Wilson. everybody and welcome to another episode of the Dropback Podcast. So much to get into this week. I will be steering the ship today and I am joined by Samuel Lewis. How's it going, Sammy? Hey Matt, um,
0: nice job introducing yourself.
2: Yeah, everyone knows my voice. It's horrible and nasally. So
0: recognisable.
2: Yeah, and speaking of horrible and nasally, we also have Joe joining us as well. How's it going, Joey?
1: Uh, It's going well, I think. I don't know we'll see how my nose is feeling today.
0: It was going well it seemed until he took a unnecessary stray bullet from Matt there.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry about that Joe. You were you were sort of, you were sort of collateral.
1: My sinuses still sort of violated.
2: I know it's something you feel self-conscious about. Anyway, like I said, lots to get into this week. We'll be talking about all the action, um you know, the Bucks and the Chiefs both lost, so we'll be getting into that later on. We've got uh, some rookie chat who's been impressing so far this season. We'll also get into um, some of the weirder play calls from this weekend uh, and, of course, our game pickums. But let's get started by chatting about the biggest takeaways we had from uh, from this week in the NFL. Yeah, lots of crazy goings on, lots of uh, surprising results. What, what stood out for you guys most?
1: I would like to say one thing. Go for it, Joe. I thought Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham actually had a little tinsy bit of chemistry. They
2: going did. On. They had something going on, didn't they?
1: For someone who I've been touting as having no chemistry for a while now, it was pretty nice to see uh some some pretty big completions over the middle. Hmm. I mean, nine receptions with 77 yards isn't anything to like completely brag about in today's league, but I think compared to what we've seen out of them in the past, pretty good.
0: Start, I mean, to be fair, it? before he tore his ACL he was having quite a good season at the beginning of last year so people like to have a go at Odell when he doesn't perform at the level he has done and he hasn't actually been that bad that second yeah. half That beginning of last season with the Browns came back pretty much where he left off and like I said like Joe said he Baker Mayfield seems to like throwing in the ball
2: mm. I do feel like uh you know there was a huge amount made of the whole uh do you remember when that, the, the Browns went through that period where they were sort of very unorganically trying to manufacture touches to Odell Beckham to the extent where it was sort of throwing off their, their game plan as a whole. Um, and for, for whatever reason, Odell Beckham seemed to bear the brunt of that from the media's point of view a lot and was almost sort of blamed for his offensive coordinator trying to give him touches of the ball because he's a great yeah. player. Yeah, um, it seems
0: like there's always scapegoats in like whatever sport you're watching and Odell just happens to be one of them. So I'm not entirely yeah. sure why but he seems to be an easy target
2: indeed. So yeah, it was good to, it was good to see him uh, back in action. And as you said, Joey, some good chemistry there. Uh, This of course happened in the Browns 26 to six demolition of the Chicago bears, which brings you to one of my takeaways this week, which was um, the Browns getting nine sacks in a game against the bears. I mean, I I don't think I, I can recall a game where I've seen nine sacks for one team. Um, I mean I know the dolphins it often feels like that but especially at times this season but I mean Justin Fields just had a terrible time getting walloped by that by that front which was uh, yeah not how the the folks in Chicago thought his debut was going to go down
0: No the browns front played well I mean I've got a lot more to say on this but it was I want to save it for our play calling section at the end because I've quite a lot to say about Matt Nagy and that <laughs> that bears offense not, not that Justin Fields is blameless. While we're talking about pressures, he's going to have to learn how to move in the pocket a little bit more, rather than just stand there and take it. But a lot of it is not entirely his fault, and um, we'll just save that as a little teaser for later.
1: No, a Did, feel a bit sorry
2: for Fields. It's,
1: I mean, yeah. On the on the other side of things, Miles Garrett setting a uh, franchise record for sacks. So I think four and a half. I think him and Jadavian Clowney as well totaled up to. 11 pressures or something along those lines on the day so yeah, yeah that bears o-line is uh something else
0: it was yeah. some weird coaching as well because it looked like is it Jermaine if the i can't remember whoever the bears right tackle is like clowny lap clowny kept like knifing inside into that b gap and it looked like if thought he had help coming and he didn't like once so it's either weird coaching or the Bears' line don't know what they're doing, but boils down to a similar issues. Like, you need to be able to protect your rookie quarterback because they're not going to come into the league ready made. Like, yeah. we're seeing that with um, Trevor Lawrence as well. That it seems like he's basically spending this, this season, much like Peyton Manning did, is like, oh, let's just figure out what we can get away with in terms of windows in the NFL. Like, yeah. I think he knows that this season's done. So, it's like Right, what is NFL open? What can I take advantage of, and what's going to bite me in the ass later in my career?
2: And Zach Wilson's having a, a similar sort of learning learning curve experience as well with the Jets. Um, you know, not a great result for them as well. But yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with what you're saying in terms of you know you've got to put your rookie quarterback in a better position than that. Obviously, some of it, as you said, Slew, was was of Fields' own making in some respect, and we'll and we'll touch on uh, the play calling in general a little bit earlier, but. Some later, sorry. Uh, but to, you know, to my point, I was just like that Browns D-line just absolutely bullied the hell out of that O-line. And uh, yeah, nine sacks is pretty mad.
1: Yeah. harping back to that Jets O-line, but just generally their pass pro kind of just sucks. Like if you, if you look at it, there's just like a bunch of obvious like missed blocks from like chip blocks from the running black back or anything. Uh, or double teams on someone who just shouldn't be double teamed, They're just it's opening very things silly, up, isn't it? Yeah, like mid linebackers just coming straight through the A gap on loads of plays. So yeah, it's a pretty tough time maybe Zach Wilson.
2: Yeah. I mean that that, that another sort of takeaway you can you can you can have from that game as well is just that Jets offense just feels a bit sad. Like I don't really know
0: why are all the receivers always in the same place?
2: <laughs> yeah, like it just seems, it I, it just almost has like a malaise about it, that it just feels like no matter what they do, it's going to fail, like the pass protection is sloppy, the routes don't seem to be well coordinated in terms of where they finish up. As you said, Slu, they seem to sort of end up with all the receivers in the same place, obviously covered, because if everyone's in the same place, it's super easy for the defence. You know, Zach Wilson is is under pressure and then make, having to make sort of rushed, rushed bad mistakes. Just everything about the Jets' offense is really bad right now. Um, and you, you know, my worry is is the uh, the damage that's going to do to Zach Wilson long term in terms of you know this is his first three weeks in the NFL and it's not been it's not been a pleasant experience for him. Let's say that.
0: You no, um, While we're on offenses that just are bad, I'm I'm completely done with the Steelers' offense. I never want to watch another <laughs> Steelers offensive drive. I'm unbelievably sick of it. Why is Big Ben throwing four th- swings? that don't even reach the line of scrimmage on 4th and 10. It's disgusting. I hate it. I'm bored. Najee Harris had 14 receptions that don't go anywhere. 70% of the time Najee Harris carries the ball, he's tackled, or he's touched at or behind the line of scrimmage, which is is ridiculous. That's a crazy stat. Stop calling RPOs with Big Ben when he's throwing it, when he's refusing to hand them off, because the one guy isn't open then, and there's no other routes, and you've got to throw it away then, because in are downfield. I'm bored of this offense. I'm bored of Big Ben a, as an NFL quarterback. And I'm not going to watch another Steelers offensive drive yeah. until it changes. It doesn't, um,
1: doesn't help when Smith Schuster and Johnson are both out as well with injuries.
0: No, it but yeah. It's so static and boring and the same thing every single week for the last two years. Mate, it's what is what are we bothering with here? Like that exactly. Steelers offense is defense is so good and we are wasting it because we can't do anything on offense.
2: Yeah, it's sad, and I mean, like to 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 whoever needs to hear this, like screen passes and line of scrimmage plays like that. You know, there's a place for them in a, in a playbook for sure, but it shouldn't be the entire fucking playbook. Mm. And mm. that is that. It kind of feels like that's what the Steelers are going for right now. Um, and like like you said, it like, completely sucks. I mean, surprise loss to uh, to the Bengals this week, twenty four ten.
1: It's a pretty that's decisive a, loss as well
2: it was like not even particularly close in that respect like and that's that's a division rival and the bengals have been bad recently like the bengal's by a lot of people's accounts, are still bad at the moment um so that one's really got a sting and i think i think yeah another week like that and and there is going to be some serious question marks about you know big bens ability to uh, to still be an nfl starting quarterback.
1: I think the Bengals defense generally has actually looked quite good in mm. in three weeks to be fair. Like not not just the Steelers game because obviously the way the Steelers were playing they were going they were going to look like world beaters, but yeah, I think their ability to actually pressure the quarterback and create turnovers has been pretty good by uh, like when we were comparing the the rosters going heading into the season, we we didn't really have my, many standout players on the Bengals D, but...
2: Yeah, that's true. We we did have quite a few uh, concerns at the sort of talent level of the, the Bengals defence before the season started, but I think they've definitely played above what we expected their talent level to be.
0: I mean, they played the Vikings week one, who have finally seemed to sort it together against a terrible Seattle unit who's mm-hmm. awful. They just look confused on the back end. It's bizarre. Yeah. They don't know who's supposed to cover who. Kirk Cousins did a good game in week three, but week one, he did not... And then they played That's the Bears' cool. offense last week. So, I mean, let's temper our That's expectations a, point, yeah. a little bit. From, yeah. It's it's similar to the Denver Broncos. Like they've looked good, but they've also played teams that are a combined 0-9. So I'm looking forward to the Denver Broncos actually playing someone good. I mean, maybe we could say the same about this Bengals' defense. True. That's yeah.
1: true. Burrows to chase looks like it could be it could be starting to brew up yeah. though, a
2: little yeah. bit. Yeah. Nice little connection there they've got. And, who knew after he couldn't catch an nfl football in preseason apparently oh yeah that that narrative
0: surprisingly got way out of control didn't it um, mm-hmm. offensive's getting right though nice to see josh i mean unless you're matt nice to see josh allen having a sort of get right game against washington like yeah, he's was he making could. those throws that accurate late across the field like, that pe- only people like josh allen justin herbert mahomes rogers could be making with their arm talent so it was nice yeah. to see him him being able to be accurate again because there was worries that he just wouldn't regain that sort of form. But I am a little bit worried about this Washington defense. Yeah, they're very basic on the back end. They only seem to like play cover three or cover four with the occasional blitz. And when Jonathan Allen is getting double teamed, they're actually struggling to get pressure with their defensive front. And so the staticness on the back end is fine if you can get like continuous pressure but they're just mm. not managing it to it to do it and I think the Cowboys are going to run away with the NFC East if Washington can't get right anytime soon
2: yeah I mean that was a, that was one of the I mean in, in a weekend of quite surprising scorelines that was one that reached out to me I mean that defense who you know we've all talked up quite a lot we was really impressed with last season the way they're able to get pressure on the quarterback and then be disciplined on the back end and, and replay really complimentary football I mean, I know the Bills have got a potentially really explosive pass attack, but I mean, 43 points, that's crazy. And I mean, Josh Allen's a great quarterback and everything, yada, yada, yada. But to have that level of talent on your defense and to give up 43 points, something's something's badly wrong in the way that they call it.
0: Well, Chase Young looks like he's playing too slow, like he's thinking. He's just not unleashing stuff. And I think Jonathan Allen's the only one that can get continuous pressure, like, one-on-one the rest of them which is a very talented d-line can't seem to manage it and it's bizarre and i think the back end is showing like you need to be able to scheme as well as just saying right we've got five or six really good defensive players come at us because it's just it doesn't work like that because everyone's got good players except the jets
2: except the jets (laughs) nice yeah, I mean, to be fair to the Bills as well, like they they got their running game going a little bit more. We saw a bit more consistency from um, Zach Moss. Uh, he looked he had, a, you know, what was it, thirteen touches for sixty yards? Not bad. It's not nothing to write home about, but it's more consistent than the Bills have managed on the ground for for quite some time. It feels like, yeah, maybe maybe the Bills' offense is finding some rhythm and balance.
0: Mm-hmm. But- maybe it is maybe we'll see. it is I, I mean like you said like, like washington have got some good players so you have got to do something right to beat them but they just sort of sit back and let you attack them when they can't get pressure and it's just a bit concerning
2: yeah indeed um yeah well let's uh what another another takeaway and i'm, I'm i'll probably just hand this straight over to you to be honest joe do you want to talk about justin tucker's massive leg
1: yeah that was pretty fucking surprising not gonna lie i was yeah. watching i was watching that game on a train uh, so I actually missed the live oh, no. reaction of it, which no. sucks. Yeah, it started to sort of cut out. Um, when I'm, yeah, it was just after the Lions made their comeback, and I just sort of settled in to the realization that we just lost the Lions. And uh, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised when you guys put in the WhatsApp group <laughs> about Justin Tucker. I, I think. Lamar converted on a fourth and nineteen as well, yeah, just before did. that.
0: Which he Lions played. fans getting annoyed about the potential delay of game, which might be a CBS issue rather than the actual stadium. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a good point. Maybe um, don't maybe don't let you can your team can um, let up a fourth and nineteen because that's a bigger issue right now. Yeah, yeah. Great ball from true. Lamar
2: though. Was a good ball. Was a good ball. But yeah, I think that's a fair point as well. A lot of people adding the NFL. A lot of, a lot of Lions fans angry at the NFL officiating when actually like. Yeah, you know, those clocks you see on your TV screen are not off. You know they're not always synced up correctly with the game clock, yeah. so just bear that in mind before you start.
1: I was I was most impressed that region. this didn't happen in Denver as well. It happened in an indoor stadium, so there wasn't
0: you know there wasn't that's
2: a, true. You don't have the uh, buoyant air of mile high to to aid the kick on its way.
0: I, it was great though. On um, like when you're watching on TV, there was I could not tell which way that ball was going to bounce because it must have just cannoned straight up in the off air. The crossbar. Yeah, the that yeah. Really, looked... really could have got it either way <laughs> it looked good when he made contact it looked like right this is going to make it and then he hit the crossbar I, was like, nice. I can't believe it's missed it and then it's in again it's like, oh, um, what, what a week of kicking when, you, when that isn't even the best clear well, cut the best kicking moment of the weekend
2: yeah well that, that brings us on to uh, Arizona Cards and the Jags and you know, I mean, uh, yeah, we'll hope Trevor Lawrence has some moments this season. But this could well be the uh, highlight of the Jags' year. What happened in this game, where the um, Cardinals go for an outrageous—I think it was 68-yarder—they tried just before the half. It was, um, unsurprisingly, doesn't make doesn't make the whole distance. Uh, is picked up in the back of the end zone by Agnew, who promptly returns it 109 yards for a touchdown. Um, pandemonium ensues. I mean, that was that was pretty cool, to be honest.
0: It was bonkers, and to take mm. nothing away from Agnew and the Cards' what kick return team, it seems that like Cliff Kingsbury doesn't understand the difference between making a kick in an indoor stadium. That Matt Prater made a big kick last week, and making it in the humid, thick air of Jacksonville, where it's a lot harder to hit a further field goal. So it's like, well, I think Prater did more harm than good making a big kick last week because it's like, ah, yeah. oh, awesome. do it again, fella, sixty-eight yeah. yards. Blow the record out of the water by four yards in this stadium. Plus,
1: your, the the units, the players you have out to, you know, uh, to.
0: They're blockers. You know, aren't attempt, they? They're not.
1: Attempt to field goal aren't necessarily going to be the best at, you know, tracking down and tackling a returner. So.
2: Well, that's the thing. Like, you, you have to basically load it up with O linemen and big bodies to make sure that you've got enough time to get the kick away, especially when it's at that length. Okay. Um, which means that yeah, if something does go squiff and you've got Agnew, who is one of the best returners in the in the NFL with with the ball in his hands, it's not a lot of guys who are going to be able to make a tackle there, as we uh as as the Cardinals found out, but you know, ultimately didn't really matter for much. They still won 31-19. Kyler Murray still looked pretty good despite throwing interception, running a touchdown. Cards keep yeah. cards to be honest.
0: Yeah. Have you also noticed, like you know, when everyone was running that Seattle scheme, the cover three, mm-hmm. like everyone started to attack it in the same way with like the three by one sending it over so that if you don't have Bobby Wagner there, that's an automatic completion. Yeah. Like there's mm-hmm. been at least two or three touchdowns now on the exact same play because there's so many teams running this quarter scheme. You run like a deep hook on one side and a post over the other. It's like, do you remember the title locket touchdown week one and the Cooper cup when he's wide open? Both on that same scheme. It's the and, same
2: thing, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Yeah. And now, uh, but we also now got, saw an amazing defensive playoff that a similar scheme where instead of a hook, they were in like a deep dig. So Jair Alexander saw that he wasn't responsible for that. Newer posters coming off the other side and just sprinted around made that pick. Yeah. And we saw the same, literally the same pick as Carter Murray threw last week where Brashaw B- Breland saw it and rooted around. So, it's interesting to see that well, as soon as like the defence is all running the same scheme, we're going to see similar ways of attacking them. And I didn't expect it to happen this quickly.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, people are just super fast. And I mean, just, just sticking on the Green Bay defence as well, that secondary. You know, we spoke about it a little bit last week. Hasn't looked particularly convincing so far this season. So they needed their big players to step up. And yeah, Jay Alexander making out a highlight reel interception certainly helped the cause on the way to their you know pretty dramatic win. In San Francisco, we, there were very much echoes of the um, the, the old Cowboys game where um, you know, Green Bay came back as well with the, the meme with, uh, you know, I think then it was a, a minute and 13 on the clock. This time it was 37 cl- seconds on the clock. Can't give Aaron Rodgers that much time, apparently.
0: He's unbelievable. And my, my mate, the Packers fan, actually celebrated when he found out that Kevin King wasn't able to play this game. <laughs> that's so horrible <laughs> which i get is horrible to <laughs> kevin king but given his performance on the field you can see why he struggled yeah you don't want him there and stokes is it Stokes, the rookie from georgia
2: it is yeah isn't it? stokes they yeah. stuck in the first round just did opted I mean, not to go for a weapon
0: yeah i mean before other than getting absolutely murdered by trent williams which sort of isn't that why probably. i have him in there on, on a trey lance touchdown i had a pretty good game Mm. But Trent Williams
2: absolutely fucking launched him basically out of the back of the end zone. <laughs> yeah, basically just picked him up and threw him into the crowd almost.
0: He's so fast when he's like deep, it? rolling out like that. Unbelievable. He, a man that big should not be able to pick up that much
2: speed. Crazy. Crazy. It's what he does, mate. It's what the he other, does. The other thing I noticed this
0: week, and we can sort of leave this hanging and see if it continues for the next few weeks, but why does the Dolphins' offense look better without Tua in it? Oh, shut mm. your poor mouth. So we, don't, we, don't we don't have to break this down. We'll leave it a few weeks to see if this you is an anomaly. That. Ruin we'll, see if it, we'll see if it's an anomaly, and then we'll move on. We'll come back to it, because we've got three weeks of Jacobi Brissett, so we'll, we'll see what happens.
2: Jacoby Brissett also returns to his old stomping ground against the Colts mm. in uh, in week four as well. So
0: I do have a question for you, boys, though. Something I found out, arguably my biggest takeaway from this weekend that I didn't know. Good. How tall do you think Cooper Cup is? Hmm.
2: This isn't see this. I feel like this is a bit of I I reckon Because you feel like he's small, but he's not.
1: I think he's he's probably six because ones. you're saying that, I'm gonna say
0: six two. If you hadn't if I hadn't said that, how tall would you <laughs> thought he was? Like I would have gone with five, like five eleven. Five 11 five he's 10, foot, something yeah, like he's that. six foot two. Uh, and he's like he's stocky as well. No wonder he's such a good blocker, but and he's got like catching I didn't how do we not know that Cooper Cup is six foot two? He's taller heavy. than he's taller than DeAndre Hopkins. No way. That's mental.
2: That is, that is an so insane fight. Honestly, I love that. What That's big outrageous.
0: But I think he's getting hard looked by that. He's not a number one receiver because you think, oh, he's a small guy. But he's six foot. Oh, he, mate.
2: He's plenty of enough. It blew my mind. That big in is, is ready to be an uh, ex receiver. Tell you that for free. Um, cool. Any other takeaways, or do you want to get into?
0: Um, nothing the Ducks, that doesn't. The Chiefs. I mean, we I touched on that the Seattle Seahawks look bad against Kirk Cousins and the Vikings, yeah. but nothing that really is breaking down. I mean, the other stuff I have is that related to these two games, to be honest.
2: Right. Well, let's uh, let's jump straight in then. Yes. Yeah, so well, oh, actually, no.
0: A... There is what there is. Whole oh. thing. Um, yeah. Why does Kyle Shanahan hate Trey Sermon? <laughs> but what, he's it's the only running back they have available, and they're just giving hands off to Kyle Juszczyk. Anyone like else? especially early on which is not a slight against Kyle Yuschef, but he is a fullback slash tight end. He's not, shouldn't be your main ball carrier. And they just kept having Debo Samuel in the backfield. It
2: felt like the it's second quarter. It's because they,
1: like, they, they like having a running back rotation.
0: That's how they have pretty much
2: and always... That implies it. that the running back gets some carries.
0: Kyle Shanahan has some real issues as as an evaluator. Like, they, he, he keeps be, button. And if you're in the doghouse with him, you don't get out of the doghouse. Do you remember... Um hmm. you Dante Pettis, who had a really good close out the season? Yeah. I think must have been twenty nineteen. Yes, twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen, and he just disa- just disappeared. And he was supposed to be that the breakout guy. Uh, if Carl Shanahan feels you can't do a job, he will not give you the chance. Which may explain why he's not yet giving an opportunity to Trey Lance, even though like we know what Garoppolo is now. And although a few a uh, few nice passes to what's he called, Debo Samuel. Example. that um, he also threw at his feet and fumbled and thought, nah, look, I spiked the ball. So, yeah. like, you're going to get great. those burn heading moves either way. Why not have the excitement of Trey Lance? Like, that stadium erupted when Trey Lance came in on the goal line.
2: They were pretty buzzed. They were pretty buzzed. Yeah, Trey Lance was one of seven people to get a carry for the uh, 49ers <laughs> at the weekend. Trey Sermon got him- himself, led the-, led the backfield with carries, but he only had 10. So yeah, and only 30
0: yards, didn't he?
2: 31 yards exactly. So yeah, hardly a uh, workhorse type uh, workload for him there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I panicked a bit because I dropped him in all of my fantasy leagues for what's their other running back called? The one that was were... the one the other rookie that took a, took ahead of him in the depth chart. Ooh. That's that mm-hmm. But either way, I dropped him for him. Uh, I dropped Sermon for him. And then when it was announced that he was out this week, I got messages from the guys that picked him up and ha-ha, gotcha. And then now I don't feel so bad because Trey Sermon is definitely not going to be a featured running back. Elijah Mitchell for That's the San Francisco one. 49ers.
2: Yeah. cool dude.
0: Which is weird cool because all the off-season talk was like, oh, would you take will third-round pick Sermon eat into Raheem Mostert's carries? And technically he has done, but that was more by lack of other options.
2: Yeah, exactly. Is Trey Thurman basically uh, the 49ers' version of Donny van der Beek? (laughs) I'll leave that question hanging. Um,
1: (laughs) That's one to pick up in week four.
2: Um, Anyway, so yeah, let's let's chat about the Bucks and the Chiefs. Um, Yeah, last year's Super Bowl matchup did not fare well in week three, both falling to surprising losses. Uh, I mean, obviously, too, it's too early to, to really draw mass confu- conclusions from this. And ultimately, both these teams will be fine. Um, but which of these losses surprised you to the most?
0: Neither. I, I mean, I I, they both surprised me because I expected them both to win. But I'm not hitting the panic button on either of these teams. I mean, maybe the more surprising one was that the Bucks um, didn't fare well on either of the lines in the trenches, like they the Rams mm. had played really well on both sides of the ball, so that would be more surprising given the Buck's strength. But like, I, if I was to pick a Super Bowl team now, I don't know if I would change from either of these two. Still, interesting, interesting. I, so, I was
1: yeah. I was more surprised that the Chargers just didn't. I, I mean, they they fully tried to screw themselves near the end of the game a bunch of times. There was that illegal shift.
0: That why do no they keep doing that it seems to yeah, like be every no, bloody that. week I don't know.
2: stop man like the, ch- <laughs> the charges and illegal shifts is getting so annoying <laughs> also yeah. it feels
0: like joe lombardi is trying to do everything he can to restrict justin herbert like stop calling short p- passes he can absolutely bomb it down the field let me attack the chief's defense and it's like they did they, they called a flea flicker for a tight end screen which is like such a waste
2: yeah and- yeah that was bizarre that's that'd certainly be a candidate for the weird plays section. I mean, but um,
1: if it wasn't for just so many Chiefs, like ticky-tacker penalties at the end of that game, then this yeah. would be a different story. But...
0: And four turnovers. Yeah. Like your, we, the Chiefs yeah, aren't going to turn the ball over four times, which is why I'm still like, they're still the smart pick for the Super Bowl, but I don't think they're as fully infallible as we thought they would be now that they upgraded their O line.
2: Yeah, some dumb mistakes by the Chiefs in this one for sure. Uh, I mean, you know, Pat Mahomes, two interceptions, a couple of fumbles as well, as swear as well. Like it was, it, it seemed quite sloppy from the Chiefs, which we don't usually, I mean, we've seen them go through, you know, they'll have a sloppy quarter, for example, and then they'll score 20 points in, this, in the next quarter and they'll be fine. We haven't really seen them be sloppy for this length. Like for, they were basically sloppy for the whole game, to be honest, in terms of penalties, turnovers that sort of stuff, which was a bit surprising. Um, and I mean, yeah, the Pat Mahomes interception when yeah, they got the ball back with a chance to go and level it, um, or to go and take the lead, sorry, after after the Chargers had leveled it and then Pat Mahomes ill-advised throw, gives the momentum straight back to the Chargers who ultimately capitalise and score the touchdown. Yeah, they just run the fact- down the clock but didn't fancy it.
0: No, it was also the fact that three of the turnovers like happened in the scoring range, at least field yeah. goal range. So, that's nine points off the board, which, well, is this game here? And I know you can say, like, what ifs don't really matter, but the Chiefs aren't going to turn the ball over four times a game. Like, you can't count on that.
2: Yeah, and I think for that reason as well, like, it it felt like a like just an off day for the Chiefs in terms of, like, uncharacteristic mistakes, things that you're not going to see from the Chiefs probably again this season. And I think for that reason, I think that the Bucks' loss... Was more sort of it's more interesting.
0: We stick on the Chiefs quickly before we move over to the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, of course. All right, because also the Chargers' defense is perfectly set up to be able to attack the Chiefs. Like you've got an elite yeah. pass rusher and Joey Bosa, and not teams don't have a weapon. Like we talked about this on the preview um, live stream last week about how Derwin James, you can put him on Travis Kelsey and yeah. be at least comfortable that he's going to be able to hold his own. Yeah, And that allows you to double Tyreek Hill, which isn't going to stop them being effective, but it means that they are not don't have an automatic win basically every play that they can just go, right, you're not doubling him. I'm going to go to the other guy. Other teams don't have that.
2: I was just going to say as well, I think that's so important in terms of just taking away the Chiefs' ability to be able to score on you straight away, I think is one of the main things. And to be able to, you know, if they are going to score on you, it's not going to come in two plays, or if it is going to come in two plays, yeah, then you. you so their enough. chiefs,
0: they still may do that. Like yeah, they definitely. are still arguably the best team in the league. I think we maybe read is one loss. I mean, I know it's yeah. two losses, but it's two freak losses as well. It was a fumble. Yeah, Clyde edwards alaire a couple of turnover, a few turnovers this week, and they still almost went one both of those games. So I'm um, I'm not even close to pushing. I, d- I don't know if I'd go
1: go down and say, you know, turnovers. Are- they are something to factor in, you can't just say that's a freak loss because you you've lost the game on turnovers two weeks in a row. Mm, that's
2: fair. That is fair, and that, that is something they need to clear up fast because I mean they are currently two games behind at bottom of the uh bottom of the division as it stands. I mean, they're not going to finish there for sure.
0: But the defense is starting badly again. Like I mean, I know they turned it around last year, but they are not going to be able to rely on defenses on their defense to stop teams scoring if they're not balling out on offense they yeah. in the uh, the opponents to the chiefs have had 13 red zone trips this season and have conceded touchdowns on 12 of those
1: good Stats it's another great stat from slew
2: well i mean yeah it's a good stat but it's not good stat for the chiefs defense but no. the stats work no
0: you nice. have to,
2: yeah I would, to... li- I
0: would like to see the Chargers like maybe take advantage of Justin Herbert. I know I said it earlier, but it's going to annoy me if they keep like Joe Lombardi's work with the Saints and he has to realise that Drew Brees is not the same quarterback as Justin Herbert. And that's yeah, he not can do a lot more. And I'm not saying that Justin Herbert is better, but he can attack downfield a lot better than, J- than Drew Brees could, especially in his later career.
2: Yeah, well, that's the thing, isn't it? Like we spoke about how important it is to tailor a game plan and a playbook to your quarterback's specific strengths. And... Justin Herbert has a fantastic arm and his accuracy deep has gone, has gone from strength to strength. So it seemed, it is frustrating to see them just completely not utilise what is one of the things he is, one of the best in the league at doing.
0: He's not making mistakes and I'm waiting for it to fall apart, but it's just not really happening. He had one pick against Dallas that was a bad ball. But apart yeah. from that, it's just, I'm yeah. in shock about how good Justin Herbert has been. Really good. Yeah, we're all eating our words. It's like with Mahomes when we just like, right, he can't play at this level forever. And then, and then he just does. He, does. he just is that. It's like, yeah. you're not supposed to do that. It's not fair.
2: He's that guy. He's that guy. Right, we're ready to talk about the, uh, the Bucks. Yeah, and, the, uh, what the happened Bucks there.
1: secondary
0: needs some, needs some help. I think. They have like two injuries to their start at two corners, to be fair. They
2: did have some injuries going into this one. And I think, you know, that. That that really showed itself, um, especially, I mean, the Deshaun Jackson touchdown, for example.
1: Yeah, like. Colton Davis looked way out of sync there.
0: Mm.
2: And that he works, though,
0: because Stafford will hit the dig route that he faked when Jared Goff wouldn't. So if you can mm. hit the dig route, then the fake dig works. But if you can't hit the dig route, they're not going to bite on that as much.
2: Exactly. I mean, it, it was a great route from, from Jackson, lovely throw from Stafford, but it's just one of those plays where, you know, I don't think the Bucks we
0: don't that want to ball. be beaten that easily
2: exactly like it's surprising to see the bucks be done with one massive play like that after how they've played on defense certainly the back end of last season and start of this season um although to be fair we, we did raise some concerns about what that defense not quite performing as it did last year um but i think i think my main takeaway from this was how impressive the the rams were to be honest especially on offense i mean matt stafford is that guy right now
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it just shows how excited um, Sean McVeigh is. They're doing stuff that they never even bothered trying with Jared Goff. I don't think I've seen a, a McVeigh team like line up in shotgun consistently and just run shotgun, um, drop back passes without the need for play action because Jared Goff, you had to help him out with that and you don't with Stafford. Uh, McVeigh is absolutely buzzed. Like When they missed the field goal at the end of the <laughs> second half, he's just hopping around, grinning like, um, do you remember that? a picture of Roy Hunter and Sammy Lee on the touchline when they're going <laughs> in. Like, <laughs> oh, amazing. A little gremlins, but he, he's just well happy. And I think the fact that, look, QB wins have been proven to be not that accurate, but Jared Goff is 0-10 when playing for another coach for Sean McVay. So it just shows how much he elevated yeah. that offence with Goff. And now he has a truly top-tier quarterback. And it's, it's exciting to see. They're pretty great right now
2: yeah i mean yeah stafford on the day four touchdowns 343 yards i mean you can't you can't say much more about that that's a fantastic day out uh yeah. i mean to be fair to brady as well like i, I, I think he had he over 400 decently. yards he did he day. had four, 432 yards and a touchdown and also he did his his little on brady one yard qb sneak that's undefensible <laughs> or indefensible i should say um which it, it, that used to really fuck me off when he played for New England as well. By the way, like when it was just like, oh, we, we've stocked them and it's fourth and two, and it's like, oh, it it's automatic, isn't it? Just, he's just going to do his little head thing where it's an automatic first down. Um,
0: they didn't yeah. move away from the run game too early. Like the Rams didn't yeah. get up early, but it felt like Arians maybe thought the game was getting away from them, so it's like, right, we need to start sling it out, and it's troublesome when Tom Brady is your leading rusher. Historically, that's not a great idea.
2: Yeah, that's that's tough. That's tough. I mean, off off three carries, Brady ended with fourteen yards on the ground. And uh, imagine what you
0: could do in a Shanahan system, though.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Get him in. Never mind Trace Sermon, they Brady in the backfield. Um, yeah, a bit of a bit of a weird one for the uh, for the the Buccaneers with this the run game. Like like I said, just seem to completely go away from it. Yeah,
0: well, especially when it, they've been pretty great, getting like basically five yards to carry. None of their backs are particularly good at like popping big runs. And I think the last big one I saw by the Tampa Bay was Ronald Jones, what like week fifteen last year, which was yeah. a yeah. long way back. I want so, to say Fournette had a had a big run in the playoffs. Maybe it doesn't good. matter. But the fact is that. If they get a top tier running back in this, like they pick one up in the draft last year, this is a ridiculous offense. Still, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not concerned about the Bucks. I think they're going to take their lessons, like we saw last year. the everything that happened to them in the for- first half of the season, they basically fixed. Yeah, and I know they had some mad injury luck, which seems to be well coming around this year with their in their secondary, which is gonna, which is hard for a Todd Bowles' offense that likes to send so much pressure. But again, like. Tom Brady will be fine. The Bucs receivers will be fine. The Bucs O line will be fine. I'm not. I'm not going to bother about either of these teams. I just think it shows that the Rams are for real. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. Apparently, um, they may be in talks with Richard Sherman. Bruce Arians was hinting at in a press. Yes. I, mean,
2: I think that'd be a good shout. I mean, we saw we saw earlier today as well, um, the Carolina Panthers trading for C.J. Henderson from the from the Jags, which I thought was really interesting. I mean. I I like the idea of a good team getting better as well and and being, you know, authoritative and and on the front foot with with their personnel choices. And I think, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks try and add someone like Sherman or try and dip into the cornerback market within the trade market as well. Um, Especially with the injuries that, like you said, they they did hamstring them quite significantly on, on Sunday, it has to be said.
0: Yeah. And I was impressed by the Rams' defence as well, though, because we, were, we again, on the live stream, were saying that they've been playing with a lot more space in front of them and not really mm. going, like, r- rallying to the ball in the same way that they were last year. They seem to be picking it up, and that's to be expected when you get a new defensive coordinator that wants to install his own stuff, even if it's in a similar-ish scheme. Yeah. But, no, again, the Rams were great, and you can't win every game. So the fact that they... Yeah, loss of the team, arguably one of the hottest teams in the league right now, I don't think you should be, is a reason to be saying, ah, the Bucks are dead, they're no longer a Super Bowl contender. Like, both these teams are fine. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, ultimately, both these teams will, be, will absolutely be fine. It was just, it was surprising to see them both lose on the same week, uh, you know, two big games against seems that I you know, i think like like you said so the biggest takeaway from this is how good the rams were and you know you can say the same thing about the Chargers as well Chargers looked awesome too so biggest uh, takeaway
0: is we're going to get mahomes beat herbert twice a year for the next 10 years oh yeah. yeah lock that
2: That's one true. in jumper Very yeah, nice okay cool let's move on then and let's chat let's chat about some rookies uh you know three weeks in now we've had a chance to uh, you know, get to get to see some of the some of the rookies from this this year and uh, some of the talent coming through. Who who's caught your eyes, gents, so far? Uh,
1: I quite like the look of Rondell Moore. Not gonna lie. Mm. Yeah, but not necessarily in terms of stats or anything, but just when I see him play on the field, they move him around into a lot of different positions. I mean, he almost scored from playing basically slotting in at running back at one point last week. And just whenever he gets the ball in his hand, he looks like really eager and explosive. So generally speaking, what I like, I've seen so far. He did have that one. I think he he muffed a punt because a ref basically threw a, a penalty flag and it hit and it the hit ball, <laughs> which is mental.
2: <laughs> That's so unfair.
0: How is that not like a retake? Like the, surely the ref yeah. can see yeah. that he hit the thing.
2: And also, I mean, dude, well, it's not. It's not. <laughs> I don't think a retake. It, is you a, don't need to launch yeah. the flag like
1: that. Unfortunately, they don't have retakes in in.
0: Well, yeah, I they guess. do. If like if they're punting or something and it hits the stadium, I'm pretty sure they retake it. There's no reason that it shouldn't yeah. have been retaken. Yeah, that was. Yeah, was that's hubris. a bit whack. But to uh, be honest, I wasn't watching a whole lot of that match. I don't know what the outcome of that fumble was. Did they recover it? I but. I
1: feel like he, he might have lost it. To be fair.
0: Oh, turnovers review. Oh right, I'm um,
2: fuming. Didn't even see the play and he's fuming. fuming.
0: Based <laughs> on Joe's word of it being, yeah, a Joe's
2: but yeah, I think I think Rondell Moore's looked really good to be fair. Joe he had a bit of a quiet game uh, against the Jags. One rush, two receptions. But I think so far he looks like he's got that potential to be super explosive and yeah and basically be everything that Andy Isabella and Christian Kirk weren't the cards over the last few years. Mm-hmm.
0: It lets Christian Kirk just be the deep threat a bit more yeah. rather than having to be something that he's rather be an, an underneath guy, which he hasn't, like you said, he hasn't proven to be mm. consistently.
2: And and I mean, to that point as well, like, I definitely think the other Cardinals receivers have benefited from Rondell Moore's presence on the field. Yeah. I mean, like Kirk had, had a really big game against the Jags because he can actually, like I said, he can do what he's best at doing. He's not being shoehorned into that role. Um so, yeah, I think Rondell Moore has been really good. Um, does anybody want to start the Jamal Chase chat or should I? You can do that. Go ahead. Nice. I mean, it's probably the easiest chat we'll ever do. But, yeah, Jamal Chase is very good at football, very good at catching the ball um, yeah. in, in news that should shock absolutely no one. Um, All his
0: touchdowns are the same. It really touchdowns confuses are the me. same. Do but corners can't forget to ta- forget how to cover him? Because it just seems like he runs, not incredibly quickly, just past them.
2: It just it looks it looks quite easy.
0: Five mm. yards of separation every time. I just don't understand it. Like well, what's going on, fellas?
2: But yeah, I mean, Jamar Chase has looked awesome. Another two touchdowns this week, sixty-five yards. Like all the all the fears of the the preseason chat about. You know, he's look he's looking a bit dropsy. did not like catching NFL ball. Just looks yeah. Pretty Jamar Chase looks as advertised and what we thought he'd be coming into coming into the league.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that that preseason chat was just a bunch of shit, to be honest.
2: Just a bunch of hella shit. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, Jamal Chase has looked really impressive for me. Anybody else that you guys have particularly like the look of?
0: Uh, a couple of cornerbacks. Asante Samuel Ooh. Jr. has
2: been oh, awesome yeah.
0: with the Chargers. Yeah. And so has Patrick Sertain the Denver Broncos. Mm. Again, That's true we say what we want about the Broncos. They haven't played anyone yet. They're all 0-9, but I mean, at the same time, these are rookies and they're showing like, they're playing really well. So, are playing grown man football. Grown, grown man football. Asante Samuel played a lot of man coverage this week against, well, top tier offense. Like, they've been running a lot of yeah. zone before that. Showed he can run either. He's, he's looking like a really special player.
2: Yeah, and I think that was some of the, some of the um, sort of question marks over him coming into, uh, the league was, you know, it looks like it could be a really good nickel corner, really good man-to-man. Have, will he will he be able to adapt to playing zone as well, and also being able to man up with NFL talent? No, and totally like he's
0: fine. he reads the game great. It was it'd be man-to-man that you got questions with against big guys.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah right.
1: but right. The the main thing was just his height playing a factor in. He did uh, get
2: bashed for his height, didn't he? Very good though. He was tough treatment. It was unjust. Um, but yeah, he's <laughs> he's looked sick. I mean, a very. Acrobatic interception on on Mahomes this weekend, uh, and yeah, Pat Pat Sertane as well. I think he has sort of gone a bit under the radar because, as you said, so they haven't really played any. They've played in games that they that you'd expect the Broncos to win. I feel, um, but yeah, quietly having a very very strong season as well. I'm going to go with. I mean, am I going to go? I'm still on on the fence about this because you know, I go with Jamar Chase. Yeah, but I want to go with another. I want to go with a right. defensive player. Go with it. Is, to... it. is it Javon Holland? It is Javon Holland and Oh it feels my god, so stop stupid. just picking
0: the player from the Dolphins that's playing the best <laughs> for any conversation.
2: Look, okay. Granted, Dolphins have been a bit of a shit show the last two weeks. Taylor Chin, absolutely agree. Given up a lot of points in defense of the Dolphins, you know, secondary and stuff like that. They've been put in some very shit situations by the offense. Mm-hmm. A lot of those games have just gotten ugly early doors because the offense if the defense is on the field for 58 out of 60 minutes, you're gonna score points on them. Um, but Javon Holland has very quietly been a fantastic addition to that secondary. I think he's played really well, especially in the run game. I think he's looked really good. Um forced fumble, he's he he flies to the ball after the after the the, the catch as well, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, I think it's been overshadowed by the fact that there are a, a lot of other issues on that Dolphins defense and that Dolphins roster. All. Um, but yeah, Jamal Holland started pretty well. We've been impressed with him so far.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to disagree because you're right, he has played re- pretty well. But it's, um, it's more issue of the manner that you've done it, to be honest, Matt. It's not what you've done, it's how you've done it. <laughs> <It's>
2: not... <laughs> I thought I was pretty fair. I have to with the fact that the Dolphins do suck at the moment.
0: Yeah, it's just there was no. you it's didn't just, have yeah,
2: to bring a Dolphins player into yeah, the it's situation. Just the fact you brought the Dolphins player in. I just it need a bit start of with. positivity from that football team right now, guys. Okay, it's been tough. Fine. Fine. Tough. We'll give it to you.
0: You, mate, you you took the Raiders, who were looking pretty good to overtime. Grow up, yeah. Yeah, yes. And the defense really actually fun. didn't play badly against the Bills. The score line.
2: Yeah, the, the score line flattered the. A lot of that score lines. The damage was done by the offense. Um, if that makes sense in terms of field position and uh, just generally just making the defense have to play the whole fucking game, um, but yeah, I mean, any any other any other defensive players or offensive players um, rookies that you're that you're liking at the moment, or you no, to make none them?
0: of the quarterbacks, so we might see a different
2: offensive rookie of the year. That is very true, actually. That's been an interesting one. Um, how much the the rookie quarterback class has struggled so far is this. Is this a product of expecting too much of rookie quarterbacks, or is it yes. just generally they've been overhyped? Both.
0: Both. Hmm. I don't know if they've been overhyped long term, but it's expecting too much of rookie quarterbacks when the team around them isn't built to help them. Like yeah. not everyone is a Justin Herbert who could just come in and completely change the team. And even then Justin Herbert had a lot of weapons around him last year that helped him integrate. So I don't know, it's too much to ask for it. like look at the Jets. Look at the Jags. Like, they, it's not like they've got elite talent around them. They're not expected to win. The Jets can't even block
2: anyone. Yeah, that is an issue. That is a, a a big old issue. To be fair,
0: and then um, Matt Jones, like none of his receivers want to get open consistently, even against man coverage. It, no. it, it's pretty disheartening.
1: I think Matt Jones has shown
0: ability, but Matt like Jones has shown ability wasn't... if you look if you look at the box score and you don't actually look at all the chances he's passing up because he doesn't want to try. Sort of 70 30 balls and he'll just check it down. And then it's, well, it was third and 10. Let's get three yards.
2: There yeah. is a bit of, there's almost, there is a bit of uh, how to are played in his first year as well in Matt Jones in that respect, like taking the safe option, taking the check down. Uh, it's an yeah. Alabama thing. I was going well, to say, look, maybe
0: which, looks fine, which looks fine on the box score. So you're looking, oh, maybe Matt Jones isn't playing that well, but it's not good quarterbacking because it's yeah. getting your offense off the field. Exactly.
1: But it's is that that's basically the style
0: that Tom Brady. No, it's because Tom Brady takes advantage of opportunities. Matt Jones won't even try. I mean, yeah. and that's also comparing Tom Brady, all Hall of Famer, best quarterback of all time, twenty years in the game now, against a guy that's played three games. But I would like to see him play, a, be a little bit more aggressive.
1: Hey, man, I said Tom Brady did it the best, but you know,
0: okay, hey. but. Yeah, it's it's just his reticence to show any aggression.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I mean, I don't know if that's you know, maybe the Patriots have just sort of looked at the weapons they have and gone, you know, there's no point in us trying to do be ultra aggressive with our game plan because we don't have the, the upside talent to be able to deliver that. So let's make it run base, let's make it five, five, ten-yard routes, let's and, make it tight end heavy.
0: But I'm not I'm not asking him to Throw sixty-yard bombs. I'm asking that when the opportunity presents itself, to take that opportunity and not panic and throw a check down.
2: Yeah, I don't feel like too much to ask for a first-round quarterback. That's fair. I, mean, I think. I guess. I was gonna say. I guess you just asked Zach Wilson to stop throwing to the other team, right?
0: I mean, Zach Wilson. No one else is getting open at all. So that's a whole different kettle of fish.
1: Yeah, plus, is, your receivers are running routes in the exact same area of the field. Well, the, so the, the receivers
2: are basically holding hands the whole time. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like catcher, all joking aside. Yes. I, I feel I do feel sorry for Zach for Zach Wilson. I know I, I was bantering uh, Stan a little bit uh, last week about about Zach Wilson because I know he was so high on him, but genuinely, like, it's not the kid's fault. Like that that offense just sucks in, yeah, at but, every level.
0: Yeah, I wasn't as high as Stan was like going into the draft, but. I mean, if you don't give them a chance to succeed, they're not going to succeed. Mm. And, and you're never going to know what you have back,
2: as well. Mm. Um, and I mean, sticking with the Jets as well, like now you see, we, we spoke about a little bit last week, so like Sam Darnold looking good with the Panthers. And it's like, oh, okay, maybe it was just, you know, he was in a shit situation with the Jets. And like, maybe, maybe we don't know how good Sam Darnold is because we've only seen him in losing situations. Um
1: don't tell Certainly. me you like Sam Donald now, Matt.
2: I don't like Sam Donald. I still think <laughs> he he's a He has him on the live stream last week. He's getting there. He's, he's, getting he's there. slowly turning. Shut up. your mouth. Don't
1: I will know. say, just hopping back on something we kind of briefly mentioned before, but I do want to see Trey Lance get a bit more involved in mm-hmm. the 49ers. Like, yeah, that was,
2: that was surprising that he didn't this week. Um, I was expecting to see a bit more sort of Trey Lance packages. I know he got yeah. the touchdown, but I'd like to see a little bit more.
1: It just makes... It just makes uh, things a lot more dynamic for the 49ers' offence, where I think Indeed. they're kind of
0: lacklustre at the moment. And we haven't Indeed. seen one of these Shanahan schemes yet with a true, like, elite athlete at quarterback. Think of all the fun things you can do and roll outs with that when you don't even need a check-down option because he'll get those 10 yards on the ground.
2: Yeah, Very true. Very true. Oh, well, cool. Well, let's leave, let's leave that there. then we'll check in with... Uh... Where where the rookies are at the rookie quarterbacks in particular after a few more weeks of uh, I mean for some of them getting playing beaten up but um, but yeah best of luck with that um, let's move on to our play call section and talking about some of the weirdest play calls of the weekend um, Slew, I know you had you had one that you wanted to go through you oh yeah well of... I
0: mean while we're on the topic of rookie quarterbacks basically everything Matt Nagy did there you week, go. Uh, I it, it was, um, quite frankly, fucking disgusting. What he <laughs> his, play, his play calling this weekend. I don't understand why you're not getting Justin Fields on rollouts, calling screens, or like chip blocking Miles Garrett. Yeah. You just want him to get hit continuously. It was like everything he did was like, you know what. I don't like Justin Fields. I want Andy Dalton to play next week. So I'm going to make Justin Fields look you bad know. so we can go back to it. But he's already said, he told reporters today, that all three quarterbacks, Justin Fields, Nick Foles and Andy Dalton are in contention for week four. And then they went they went behind and it was all five-man protections, which means you have to run quick game because you can't hold the ball if you're only r- protecting with five. And the Lever-Browns obviously know that. So we're sitting on the route. So they were basically doubling Alan Robinson all game. And then Miles Garrett was just able to tee off snap after snap on Justin Fields because you're basically being like, right, he's going to be here every time. We're not going to run it. Just just have a go at him. It'll be funny. But like, Justin Fields' best trait uh, co- in college was his ability to like drive the ball downfield. Why are you just... I mean, he can do quick game stuff, but it's not his, like, his distinguishing no, strength. skill set,
2: yeah, exactly. Do a
0: bit of seven-man protections and let him let rip. A little bit like what's going to happen? You're going to throw some picks. Oh no, then the Bears offense wouldn't be as good as it is now. What are you doing? Like, something needs to change in Chicago and it needs to change soon because he is going to either kill Justin Fields through lack of protection or he's going to waste him by not calling stuff that actually plays to his strength. And it's, it's just ridiculous yeah I mean, hit so... Miles Garrett why are you letting him arguably the, oh, be the best pass rusher in the league let's mm-hmm. see what happens if you leave him one on one with 39 year old bloody Jason Peters who was on the couch two weeks ago it's so dumb
1: <laughs> I think you've really ignited a fire in Sleeve like,
2: this week get off, get off the fence and tell us what you think Um bad coaching it's just
0: bad like if a it's... Britball coach did that he would like his players would revolt you can't do that at the NFL le- re- um, level it's just ridiculous
2: yeah this this culminated in uh, justin fields ending with a rather putrid stat line of six completions from 20 attempts for 68 yards um again completely not his fault absolutely terrible play calling
0: yeah Yeah. i mean the the bears receivers did weren't able to get separation and Justin Fields didn't do his best at stepping up in the pocket but it's his first ever nfl start maybe help your players out a little bit yeah
2: play calls i mean i i, I was originally thinking like one particular play, but i mean you, you I know just you won, the I whole could, fucking I could. game
0: plan here yeah because it was the same thing snap <laughs> after snap so it, it boils <laughs> whole down thing was a weird, it's the same bloody issue so I, I one, one weird fever one. dream indeed Honestly. and how can he come back and say you know what andy dalton or nick Foles could get the start like you know what you have in them. I don't know if this is somehow him trying to save his job, being like Justin Fields isn't ready and he didn't want to put him in early so he could like only play three games at the end of the season and be like, oh, this guy's so promised. I need a little bit more time to work with him. I, I really have no idea of what's going on
2: inside his head. No. It's absolutely bonkers. Um, right, I'll I'll go next. I had um, a, a, a this time just one play, but made me... <laughs> infuriated to the extreme. And it's um, like
1: what was asked.
2: Exactly. Oh, no, I, I, I like that. Yeah, I above did, and beyond S- mate. Slue did more homework than I asked him to. Um, absolutely teachers pet. But yeah, so my my play called that I fucking hated was um in the Dolphins game. Sorry to be a, a bit a little homie boy, but uh, this was absolutely retarded. And I think the only time I've actually ever seen this um so in our own end zone. Dolphins. Jacoby Brissett throws a screen pass to Jalen Waddle, who catches it in the end zone, and then is obviously abruptly smashed to the floor by the by the corner for a safety. Um, why are you calling screen pass in your own end zone? Why are you calling a, a quick screen pass with no blockers? It was just the play call was just um, Jalen Waddle uh, after the snap took two steps backwards to receive the pass. So the corner just stood there and went, "Oh, there's no one coming to block me," and he's gone backwards. He's clearly getting the ball. I think I'll just run at him. Um, and then as soon as he caught it, it got got pelted. What the fuck are you thinking?
0: The best part of this, it took two OCs to make that decision.
2: It did. <laughs> two, two of them <laughs> rubbed their noggins together and came up with that play call. And the best bit, which I only actually realized after the game, was in media this week, Jacoby Brissett talking about the Raiders' defense, actually said they're really good against the screen game. So we need to be aware of that when we went and pick our moments when we use the screen. So if we go for <laughs> using it in our own fucking end zone. That's the time. That's the moment.
0: Maybe people don't expect you to use a screen in your end zone. So that they maybe yeah. maybe, sort of... <laughs> maybe he was saying it as a as a red herring. But mm. the yeah, defense is gonna be defense are gonna be more aggressive in the end zone and like press people and and jab exactly. them up because you want the pass rush to get there and you don't want to give him a free release because it's gonna be quick game, most likely.
2: Yeah. yeah. Sure. So but, I why, mean, do, I... why
0: are why you give it something that plays into that?
2: Exactly. And I mean, also, like, you know what, if I don't agree with calling a screen a screen pass in that situation, full stop. But if, if you're going to see the screen, if you're going to do a wide screen, make it a jailbreak or something like make him come towards the quarterback and get the offensive line moving out or, or at least get another receiver on that side oh, yeah. of the field to block for him. They literally just lined up Jalen Waddle as the only receiver on that side of the field made him take two steps backwards receive a pass and get nailed by the corner that was in press coverage on it
0: wait there like, wasn't a slot or anything to go out no, and make a he was the only
2: there. person on that side of the field
0: that's hilarious i mean i'm guessing what the thought doing? process is that they overcover the other side and you think that Jalen Waddell's gonna run a go but i'm so- that is shocking and that's to be honest outrageous. i knew when you'd done this um question question you set this homework for us mm-hmm. that it was good that you'd seen something in miami game that had really pissed you off it's so, boiled so,
2: my eggs. Tell you that for nothing. And I mean, like, honestly, I mean, it wasn't helped by the fact I will say this: Jacob Brissett decided to fire a dart that that Waddle had to jump for. Uh, and I think at that point, Waddle probably, I mean, a, a veteran player probably goes, "Nah, not worth it. I'm going to catch this, get back to the ground, and then run past a corner." So probably should have done a, ta- a little tactical drop there in hindsight. But also, he's a rookie, and what stupid fucking play call in the first place? Mm-hmm. So that was my uh, my dumb play of the week. And honestly, I don't think I'm going to get over it for a while. That was beyond stupid. Two OCs for that. Two of them.
0: You know what they say? If you have two OCs, you don't have an OC. You
2: famously <laughs> say that. Um, Joe, do you have any particular yeah this week?
1: Yeah, I've got one. It's from the Chargers yeah. game, and it actually ended up quite all right. Compared to <laughs> you
2: guys, I mean, I did say weird play calls, not necessarily stupid ones. It, it, it was just weird. That way.
1: I mean, the uh, so it, it just kind of highlighted Brandon Staley's aggression, if anything. But going for it on the Chiefs' thirty-yard line, fourth down and four, with under a minute to go, and somehow, I mean, the 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 ball was dropped. And due Let's to see. another Chiefs penalty, obviously they ended up converting. So all turned out well, but yeah, uh, it got Tony Romo kind of screaming on the on the commentary. That's fun though.
2: That that's that's if you're going to do a weird play call, do, do it to do it to this where it Gets Tony Romo angry at the concept.
0: Was that when it was fourth and four, and then there was the weird um, shifting, and then it got to fourth of nine. Or was that? Oh, yes, that's the one, that, about, that yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Fourth and nine. Yeah. And then it was a. Yeah.
1: So there was there was an offside call. So it went to fourth and nine. And then they still went for it, <laughs> which is yeah. even worse.
0: Let's do it again. I um, sort of get it. Like we always say, look, when you're against the Chiefs, you need to be aggressive and take points. I mean, I know it's easier to say that looking back when it worked out for them. Fourth and nine. But the fact well, is, it would have been level Well, they or they would have been three points up. But it. I think it would have been quite a long field goal anyway. Like, not necessarily a, a gimme. If I recall correctly, it would have been like a 50-yard yarder, which I know... Yeah, on the is it, 35 yard line. And then it moved back to the 39 yarder for the fourth and nine, I'm pretty yes, sure. So they
1: were on the 30 yard line and it went back to the okay,
0: 35. Which is what, a 52 yard field goal? Which... Have been, mm. I mean, is it missable? Up... It's missable, but
2: it's not. But it's also makeable. In exactly.
0: the same token, and what well, I mean, given the fact that their kicker then missed the PAT for the touchdown, they did eventually score. Maybe they were right. Yeah, <laughs> but, but the <laughs> fact is, if they miss it, and then the Chiefs have the ball from their from the Chargers' forty-two yard line, oh, their own forty-two yard line, only needing a field goal. That's basically the game. The fact yeah. that they got a field goal and st- that they burnt a load of time off the clock, scored a touchdown, and the Chiefs still had a chance to make a Hail Mary play. I can see why they got why they went for it.
1: No, I get it, but it was it was just hella aggressive. It was, it was pretty hella ballsy. aggressive. So I mean, I liked it. I like watching it, but mm. it was
0: it was definitely weird to, to watch. Yeah. I mean it was something that Matt and I were talking about off um, just before the show started that if there's one thing I don't like, it's when defensive coordinate, defensive oriented head coach are just overly cautious with how they let the team call the offense. It's something that yeah. Miami have an issue with. They want 14 nothing up and they're basically like, right, we're just going to egg as much time off the clock as possible. So is it Brandon, redid it? Yeah. Brandon Staley knows that if there's one thing his defense hates to face or one thing that wins games, it's explosive plays for the offense. You need to take yeah. your opportunity. So. I mean, it makes sense, based on his own philosophy, why they went for
2: that. Yeah, I'd rather that than uh, Jose Mourinho defensive.
0: You can't Jose Mourinho in football either, because
2: you can't, Jose Mourinho you can't just keep you the up. ball forever. Sometimes the other team has to have the ball, and that's okay. Um, right, any other weird play calls? We've done the whole of the the whole of the Bears' uh, offense from the weekend, Miami doing something stupid, and then the Chargers doing something equally stupid and brilliant and managing to win. It's- no, that, 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 that was everything for me, to be honest. Pretty conclusive. Excelente. Right, well, in that case, chaps, I think that just about wraps us up this week. Thank you no, so doesn't. much. Oh, you no, it doesn't. You're right, picks. it doesn't. Joe, fucking great memory, son. I would completely forgot about that. Slew,
1: I d- notoriously don't have a great memory, but yes. I know, but you really go pulled on. out the
2: bag this week. <laughs> Slu. before I absolutely steal your thunder, please give us the game picks. Okay, well, it's I'm going to really, pre warn this nine.
1: by saying I know... I did pretty shit.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say. I, it's, it's very nice for Joe to care more about sort of the integrity of the podcast than his own image and standing within the crew. Because like he is that. tied bottom
2: at yes.
0: 27 Gosh. and 20. Nice. Uh, Alex and Stan are then tied at 28 and 19. I'm at 29 and 18. And Matt at the top, 30 and 17. So it's all very tight still. Unfortunately, we have all gone with Dallas tonight, so there's going to be no changing in the standings until oh, like, Thursday night football. What so very early.
2: And he holds yeah. it. What we have, we hold. We don't fucking let this slip. And all the other cliches. Yeah, I think
1: I picked a few wacky ones. I think I picked Washington to beat Buffalo. Yeah, uh,
2: I, just yeah,
0: like wacky. a few, a few weird ones. You also picked. You were the only one to pick Atlanta as well, which is a game that I will not watch the repeat of, and I did not catch any of the game. On Sunday, because it's Washington versus, um Atlanta versus New York Giants, and both of those are boring ass teams that are not worth your time as listeners or as viewers. Yeah. Unless
2: you support them, in which case, best of luck. I
1: know. I, I thought Atlanta did looked quite good against the Bucks the week before, until they suddenly didn't.
2: They, they remembered who <laughs> they are.
0: Joe, there's there's sixty, there's fifty. Mm, how many games are there on Sunday? Fourteen games on a Sunday. Why would you do it to yourself to watch any of that game? That, like this week was such good football, and then there was that game, and the other game I haven't watched any of is Tennessee Indianapolis. The
1: Buccaneers were playing the, the week before, so it was fine. Yeah. I, I just meant
0: surprised. that one. I, I meant that one game. That one game. I also no, I, 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 I caught little bits of it on Red Zone. Let's be honest, but I actually didn't even catch any of it on Red Zone.
2: <laughs> I, I, I very much did. Yeah, I don't think I remember single play from that game. I looked. I skimmed it briefly. The other one that I, that I sort of had to stop watching was the Jets one, which felt weird because usually I like seeing the Jets being punished, but it just felt wrong at a certain point. Uh, so I stopped watching it.
0: Yeah, I do need to probably go back and have a look at what's happening in Indianapolis and there and being zero and three, but I That's haven't I haven't brought myself to
2: do that yet. They've got a stern test in the face of the older Miami Dolphins coming this week as well, so I have to uh, get ready for that. Especially on defense. Okay. Good offense. Um, right. Well, yeah, let's actually wrap it up there then, chaps. Um, thank you very much for listening to us this week. If you did like some of our content and want to check out what else we do, uh please head over to our website, the or dot code.uk check out our socials at the drop back on Instagram at Facebook and Twitter. We have a live stream coming up with the guys from Brit Bowling on Thursday. So more details of that will come out on our socials in due time. Make sure you stick around for that one. Uh, and also keep an up eye on the website for up-to-date articles coming out soon as well. I think, Slew, you said you've got one in the pipeline.
0: Yep. One about the elite 11 in Europe that happens this summer. So, that'd be definitely one to check out for because it might have an advertising for a secondary event. Who knows, at some point in the future.
2: Ooh, fabulous. Well, make sure you check that out then, listener. Thank you so much for joining us. I've been Matt. I've been Sam. I've been Joe. And we will see you next week. Take care. The Dropback, with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, Joe Costanzo and Sam Wilson.
0: pizza to be getting eaten. Oh, I'm going to have pizza as well.